you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, the the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know that crap like that. You know all this stuff that's contaminated America, where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring little league anymore. Now that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? Turn that damn you Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, babe, what's going on? Oh, man, I was trying to scrap and claw and figure what in the (laughs) hell are we going to talk about, and then here we got two bombs dropped in the SEC, so we'll get to that in just a moment, but uh, hey, I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing real good. Uh, Started, you know, the countdown, all right? Guys, if you you haven't been following, if you get on to that SEC podcast on any of our platforms, you're going to notice we have a countdown, one of my favorite times of year, and that's counting down the videos, counting down the first day of SEC football. Mike, you rolled out 95 today, we're 94, but what you don't know, peek behind the curtains is Cousin Shane kind of doing a countdown of himself. I figured, hey, man, <laughs> we're going to video, so I've got to get ready for this video. So in 100 days, that's what I'm doing. So I'm exhausted right now, Mike. <laughs> I didn't realize how out or unshaped I was until I started walking again. So I am sore as hell. But other than that, Mike, I am doing well. How about you? Oh, man, kind of the same over here, getting ready for that. You know, I thought uh, editing an audio podcast was difficult. Well, welcome to video. So I'm rolling that out, trying to get a studio built out here, trying to learn how to video edit, uh, aside from these damn countdown videos, which... I really enjoy doing, but uh, mm-hmm. hey, little update too. I don't want people to think that we forgot about them, but uh, the Missouri and Vandy Koozies are scheduled to ro- arrive on Wednesdays, which is the day Ooh. this podcast comes out. So this week, we got all 14 SEC podcast koozies. If you haven't given us that five-star written review yet, send it all there. We got plenty of all 14, so... I'm really fired up for the season. I'm glad that uh, finally we can hand out individual team-colored koozies to each and every fan base because we we like to pride ourselves on the podcast that uh, caters to all 14 teams. Absolutely, that's uh, that's what we're going to do this year with the koozies. Yeah, and it, it it doesn't take it doesn't take five seconds to to do the reviews. You you just don't understand how much that helps us. It's I mean it's not like. We make a fortune doing this. We just do this to get the content out to you guys. Uh, those reviews really do help us out. And you're saying, hey, I ain't got an iPhone. Well, you got a Verizon store near you? Because I'm going to tell you what, I walked in there and hit about three reviews myself, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all them reviews are coming from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the ones that pumped up Cousin Shane, that was me, baby. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it doesn't take a second. Just throw out a little review there. Get the hell out before they realize what you're doing. And then, uh, you know, take a screenshot and send it to uh, the, the email, that SEC podcast at Gmail. Uh, then we will read your review on Fridays and uh, send you a koozie of your choice. And if you want more koozies, 
leave more reviews. So I appreciate everybody that has left one. Uh, A lot of you have gone that extra mile. Uh, but we're just gearing up, and we want to make sure everybody's got these things before college football kicks off. Because I'm telling you what, Mike, I'm I'm having a feeling because I saw a koozie out in Maui this week. I mm-hmm. saw a koozie down in uh, St. Augustine this week. We saw another one down in uh, where the hell was it? The Outer Banks. So they're all over the place, Mike. And we want to get pictures of your koozies out there. So if you got one, got a cold beer in it. Send it to that SEC podcast on Twitter. We'll be sure to retweet it so all the followers can see it. Well, hey, buddy, we got some big news. You ready to get to uh, hop around the league here? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Now let's go now around let's the go league. Around the league. Uh, my, my daughters said something about me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to wear a hat from here on out. I mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times, Mississippi State once. So who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should, we should mix those games up, and you should, um, you know, play more teams from the West. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. In Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey, go! Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. All right, I'm just going to go in order that these happened because I couldn't decide which one was bigger news here, Shane, but uh, Florida has announced. I'm going to start here in Gainesville. Florida has announced Dan Mullen has landed a new contract He's going to get paid $7.57 million mm. a year, and his new deal runs six more years, runs through the uh, 2026 college football season. And why I noted that exact figure, shape because with this new deal, Dan Mullins, now the third highest paid coach in the SEC, top five nationally, they paid him just enough that he's getting paid more than Jimbo Fisher down there at Texas a and And, you know, I cannot, for the life of me, Shane, I cannot recall a time when a guy lands a contract extension and there's been so much, uh, you know, Florida fans are happy, but it seems like the rest of the SEC is happy. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Dan Mullen getting this contract extension after uh, losing the last three games of, of last season, which was which was obviously disappointing as the Gators were knocking on the door of their first college football playoff appearance. I I think this is huge, especially if you're a Gator fan, man. If you're a Dan Mullen fan, you are tickled pink right now because, you know, the fact of the matter is the last three years, the NFL has been looking for a head coach. Dan Mullen's name has been floating around. How do you squash that? You give him an extension and you show a large commitment to him at the university. This, that's exactly what this is. And this, this, don't be surprised if there's an uptick in recruiting because now this can't be used against him on the, on the street saying, mm-hmm. Hey, Dan's just waiting for an opportunity to get to the NFL. No, Dan just signed the third highest contract in the SEC. Dan's going to be sticking around for a while. So I think this is absolutely huge for the Florida Gators. Um, and I think I, I, I can't find the negative to be honest with you, Mike, I, I, I mean, obviously, as a Vol fan, I can find plenty to poke, poke at because <laughs> I'm not a fan of Dan staying in the SEC because uh, I know what he's capable of doing. I just think that this was a big haul for the Gators. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, it's one thing for you know rumor boards or, or message boards, speculation or all that, but uh, when Adam Schefter's on ESPN saying Dan Mullen interested in the NFL, that is basically the last Dan mm-hmm. Mullen coaching news we have. So – uh, this is obviously the exact opposite of this. This is his commitment to staying in Gainesville and getting him locked up. And, you know, at the end of the day, I understand they got blown out in o- against Oklahoma, but who the hell cares about that? I mean, half the damn team was sitting out. Uh, the LSU loss, that was inexcusable, but they lost to Alabama. Hell, everybody lost to Alabama. And they, they gave Alabama the toughest game they faced, including mm-hmm. any playoff opponents here. So, I'm kind of, I'm just very miffed at uh, all these haters piling on Dan Mullen, piling on the Gators. 
This guy's 29-9 in three seasons. He just won the SEC East title, 2-1 and one in bowl games. I think the only negative he you had against him at Mississippi State was, you know, not being able to get that program over the, you know, over the hump there. But hell, nobody can at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? They they've already ran through Joe Moorhead, Mike Leach. I thought clearly there was some some things to like, some things not to like. So I think we're finding out even with a great coach like Mike Leach, that's a tough tough job just being in the mm-hmm. SEC West. So no negatives here in my opinion, and I really. You know, I think it's a good note you made on recruiting because, of course, June 1 is here, and that's when the uh, recruiting calendar is opened up and all these prospects can come to campus. And I think this was timed by Florida. I think they wanted this information out there as soon as the recruiting opened up because Florida's hosting some of the top prospects in the nation in the coming weeks, and you want them. You know, that's that's one thing, one check that's marked off there. Is Dan Mullen going to be here? Well, mm-hmm. he's here for six years. We're paying him like a top five coach. And, you know, you say there's no negatives. The one negative I have seen that I think is valid from Florida fans, what has this guy won? And I know he just won the SEC East, but that's not the expectation in Gainesville. The, the expectation is winning SEC, playing for the national championship. But they're knocking on the door of that. So yeah, if you got – yourself a top 10 coach, which I sir hell, I'd put Dan Mullen top five. You know, I'd put him that mm-hmm. high. If you got someone like that, pay him. Who the hell cares that he's not delivered you the title? Uh, that, that'll that come down the line. And just look at a team like Florida State who lost a good coach, and they've been in a damn wilderness in a shitty conference. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. that could easily be the Florida Gators if they disrespected Dan Mullen and thought they could just roll out anyone in there uh, to replace him uh, because you hire the wrong coach. It's, it could set you back years and years. I think For this sure. is uh, all around a great move by the Gators. Absolutely, man. I mean, just think about it. He's been down there three years and there's just been an improvement every single season. Now I know a lot of people saying, wait a minute, Shane, you lost four games last year, but it was an all sec schedule, right? You know, five, five sec wins in 18, six wins in 19, eight wins in 2020. You know, I just think that he's a good recruiting class away from really making some noise in, in, in a college football playoff. So that scares you as a Tennessee volunteer. That scares you if you're a Georgia Bulldog because guess who was first in the East last year? It wasn't them Bulldogs, you know what I'm saying? So right. uh, that's, that's, that's what's on my mind, and I think this is a big move, like I said, for the university uh, all the way around, and uh, I think it's going to pay off in the long run for him. Yeah, and you you mentioned the losses there. So at Texas A&M, that was a three-point loss. We know how good Texas A&M was. LSU, mm-hmm. again, that was an inexcusable loss, but only a three-point loss. And then Alabama, who beat the hell out of everybody, six-point loss. So it's not like mm-hmm. he's getting his ass kicked either here. So, you know, right. like, we need to put this uh, loss four games in perspective here because the, the, <laughs> the vast majority outside of A&M and Alabama – they would have taken that record last year. You know what? Yeah, definitely, man. 29-9. I wish, I wish my team was 29-9. <laughs> <laughs> Make them the number one paying coach. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, the big news, I, it's almost like this was timed as well. Let's kick it on down to Athens. Oh, dog, sick him. <laughs> my goodness, Shane. Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs going all in on – Winning the SEC, winning the national championship here, back-to-back transfer commitments. They landed former Clemson starting cornerback Daron Kendrick. He's a first-team All-ACC selection. And then two years ago, second-team All-ACC selection. This is a you know, potential first-round NFL draft pick. He did get dismissed by Clemson in February. I don't really know the details there, so I'm not going to speculate on what happened. But my understanding is, uh, yeah, I think he got arrested and those charges are going to be dropped. So that's cleared the way for him to come to Athens. That's huge. And then more relevant for us SEC people, Eric Gilbert, LSU, uh, former LSU tight end now, first team all SEC freshman selection. The drama apparently, well, I guess (laughs) until he shows up, maybe – Maybe we can't say the drama is officially done there, but 
<laughs> Eric Gilbert to Georgia. And if he's eligible next year, you know, what was looking like maybe the best offense in the SEC just gets that much more dynamic. So thoughts on Georgia loading all up for this uh, 2021 season. Oh, Mike, if not now, then when? You know, if not now, then when will Georgia win a national championship? We've been saying that since 1980, but I'm telling you what, man, short of George Pickens, I mean, the stars are aligned for the Georgia Bulldogs. And, you know, I don't know if Eric Gilbert's going to land down there. I, You know, but I would, if I were to venture to say, does he have a case to play? I, there's not a better play. Obviously, I wanted him to come to Tennessee, and there were some rumors doing that. But, you know, if, if he's now going to the university that's closest to where he's from. So I think if you were going to argue instant, you know, availability, this would be the best place for him. And and like I said, I, this is a, a, a case of the, the rich get richer and if not now, then when will the Georgia Bulldogs take it all away? Yeah, and I'm seeing so many Georgia fans, as they should be, celebrating this news because, you know, not that they even needed Eric Gilbert. Mm-mm. I guess you could kind of say they needed him with Pickens injured to start the season. But, you know, getting this uh, defensive back, Kendrick from Clemson, that certainly fills a, a spot there, it, potentially in the starting lineup for the Georgia Bulldogs. And we all know... They're playing Clemson in the opener, so landing yep. one of Clemson's best players just makes uh, you know the case for Georgia going into the season that much stronger. But you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, like I said, this is great news. You got to celebrate it. But at the same time, there is no excuse remaining in Athens for Kirby Smart and Georgia Bulldogs. No, you know you don't you don't want to overhype these additions, but. I already had Georgia as the team to beat. And right. you're talking adding potentially two SEC players, maybe two All-Americans to the roster. Mm-hmm. If Kirby does not get this done, I'm not saying we fire him on the spot, but <laughs> my God, like, what, just imagine if uh, they cannot beat Florida or, God forbid, they you know, are undefeated and they lose to Alabama. You know what I mean? It, I don't, right, I don't me, know if it's going to happen if it's if it doesn't happen here. Let, let me let me put it in terms that I can that I can wrap my head around. You know, like say for instance, you're taking the old lady out to Olive Garden, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a special event. You're eating the, the breadsticks, whatever. They come out with your chicken parmesan, right? Mm-hmm. It's the best chicken parmesan you've seen your entire life. This is the national championship run for Georgia Georgia Bulldogs. You know, like it can't get any better. And then that guy comes over there and he says, would you like some more Parmesan cheese on top? You know? <laughs> <laughs> would, would you like one of the best tight ends in town? Oh, would you like one of the best quarterbacks in town that may remember some of the Clemson's playbook? Oh, okay, let me put it on top. That's exactly what's going on here. And I'm tired of the excuses from the Georgia Bulldogs. I know there are a lot of fans. They're tired of hearing it, too. And I know it's crazy when you look at Kirby's records and everything and the accomplishments, but I'm telling you right now, Mike, if they don't do it now, if they don't win it this year with the damn talent they have on that roster, Mm -hmm. I I think we got to look somewhere else. And I know that's crazy to have Kirby come away with a two loss season again. I I think you, I hate to call him Mark Rick 2.0, but Mark Rick never had – well, I don't want to say he never had it, but he just – talent like this doesn't come around that often. And it's not young talent. This is seasoned talent on that roster as well. They've got the pieces. So, yes, if not now, then when. And if it doesn't happen, dude, I'm putting him on the fucking hot seat. Mm, and I think you might uh, be justified in doing just that because, I mean, he's he's holding a pair of aces right now. You know what? Yeah. Absolutely. God, I'm starving, Mike. Could you imagine having Olive Garden right now? (laughs) (laughs) I should have had that for my last meal. All right, sorry. (laughs) All right, so like I said, Chad, I had a fun show topic here. We like to hit on as many teams as possible. I, I found a way to do it once again. This is what I was prepared to talk about this episode. 
I've ranked the game, Shane, that will most impact the race for the SEC title for the 2021 season. How's that sound? Oh, man, it sounds like another controversial list. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I've tried my best to work every single team here in the uh, on this list. But, I mean, realistically, Shane, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, South Carolina, new coaches, a lot of turnover on those teams. So those are the only three that did not – really make the cut for this list. Mm -hmm. But I will say three key games to watch for those teams. Vanderbilt at South Carolina. You know, I don't want to say a race for the last in last place of the SEC, but if you're going to build some momentum here of your Vanderbilt, my God, they didn't do you any favor because you got some tough non-conference games. And then first yeah. SEC game, you got Georgia. Second SEC game at Florida. So, like I said, they're not doing Vanderbilt any favors, but the next SEC game is at South Carolina. Maybe you can build some momentum there. So I wanted to mention that game. Tennessee at Florida, again, not going to be easy, but that's your first SEC game. And what better way for Josh Heupel to build some momentum within that program is to finally – I mean, he's never even faced Florida. But if can you imagine – Tennessee fans, how fired up they'd be for the Hypel era if he goes 1-0 against the Gators to start his head coaching career. And basically the same thing for South Carolina at Georgia September 18th. That'll be their first <laughs> SEC game. South Carolina fans hate them some Georgia. And just imagine if the Gamecocks shocked the college football world. Hell, I put this list together before Gilbert and Kendrick committed. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it just got tougher. It just got tougher. But those are three games I'm circling for those three programs that uh, will, will most impact their season in the SEC. Thoughts on those? Okay. So, what you're saying is Tennessee did not make your top 10. Uh, you're saying Vanderbilt did not make your top 10. And you're saying South Carolina didn't make your top 10. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I just don't realistically think those teams yeah, can I, factor I know, for the I, SEC this year. You know, like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Okay, and you want to make a Tennessee ball fan happy, you don't put them in the others receiving votes column. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even make a top ten. Uh, the Florida Tennessee game doesn't even matter. You know, that's so. I, I, that's what I'm hoping we build off of. So you made some good points there. Uh, but it kind of hurts my feelings when you say it like that. So you should have done a top 15 list, but whatever. Wait uh, a second, Shane. Maybe uh, I did here. I got 15 games here. Line okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Let's do top 15. Tennessee, Florida is 13. <laughs> now, now the list isn't so bad. <laughs> no, here's the thing. They didn't even make the top 15. <laughs> oh, God. Mike, you're killing me, Smalls. Oh, okay. Let's get to the real list. All right, so first one on my list here, LSU at Mississippi State. This will be the first SEC game for both programs. And I know, like I you know, everyone's expecting a big bounce back from LSU, but Mississippi State beat them last year, and that was in Death Valley. So this yeah. is Mississippi State's opportunity to show that was not a fluke. They're here to stay. They've made, they've made improvements as well. So – uh, that one is the first game I'm mentioning on this list. LSU at Mississippi State. Thoughts on that one? Uh, I think that's a great one. Um, surprised it actually is not a little bit further up just because, you know, people aren't sleeping on Mississippi State. When they come out and they rank them, you know, top 10, uh, you, you can't sleep on that university. When you're looking at a school that just beat you the year prior, you can't sleep on that school. So, um you know, I'm expecting really, really good things from LSU, but I'm also expecting uh, big things from Mississippi State. So I think this is an absolute huge game it's to start of the season. This is one of those that just kind of kind of gives you a good pulse of uh, how competitive the West is going to be this year. Mm -hmm. Now, next game on the list, Shane, Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Arlington. Mm. This will be the first SEC game for mm -hmm. Arkansas – 
as well as Texas A&M. And everybody knows I'm high on the Hogs. I think the Razorbacks are going to surprise a lot of people, just like they did last year, but take that a step further. But similar to uh, the teams that didn't quite make the cut, I cannot realistically say that Arkansas is going to contend for the SEC title until they beat them Aggies. And this has just been a thorn in the side of the Razorbacks for many, many years. And maybe this is the year they get them. But until they do, you know, I'm not certainly not going to be predicting them to beat the Aggies. And, you know, maybe that changes based on the first couple weeks of the season. But the way I have it right now, Arkansas, this is their critical game of the season. I know they're playing Texas. We're all fired up about that game. But I think they're going to beat the hell out of the Longhorns. Whereas Texas A&M, tougher competition. You're not getting it in Fayetteville. Thoughts on that one? Well, Mike, I, you know, it's really early, but um, I don't think this year we have a team in the West go undefeated. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think each each team's going to have at least one loss, and and it's going to be a game like this, a, a game that, that maybe the talent isn't exactly comparable, but it is enough to sneak up and bite you in the ass if you're overlooking it. So that's that's what this game looks like. Texas A&M is one of those programs I see competing for a West championship, and uh, they cannot afford to drop a game like Arkansas. But Arkansas has got enough talent, enough seniority on that ball club to absolutely make every game competitive on their schedule. So uh, I like this one, Mike. I think this is going to be a fun game. All right, next on the list, Shane, I think you'll like this one. This is one of my favorite games of the year every year in the SEC. Auburn at LSU. This game's on October 2nd, and this will be the first SEC game for Auburn. And similar to uh, Arkansas, you know, I don't really think at this point, I know Auburn's been adding a lot of pieces, but, you know, with the new coaching staff and, uh, and, you know, some a decent amount of turnover here with the especially the receiver position and, I just ha- I haven't seen enough from Bo Nix to think that Auburn can compete for the SEC title. And they haven't won in Death Valley. I, I can't remember the streak. I think it goes back to the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But here's where they can change that whole narrative. They can smash it. They whooped up on LSU last year. So you turn around, you do that again, and let's say they go on the road, beat Penn State. They're looking at 4-0 and heading into this game. If they go to 5-0, and now we're talking a legit contender in the SEC. So I think this Auburn-LSU matchup is very, very interesting for the Auburn Tigers. Thoughts on that one? So you're you're talking more timing with this game, it sounds like. Um, yeah, it's know, about Auburn, building that momentum, you know? Yeah. yeah, and Auburn's a sneaky team. Auburn's one of those that – I don't know if there's a, a team that has more question marks coming into the season than maybe South Carolina or – you know, hell, Tennessee or something, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what to expect from this program, but they've got some very impressive pieces. I, I think when, when you look at Derek Mason down there, it's some of the best defenses, defensive players he's worked with in many, many years, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you look over at Mike Bobo, some of the, I mean, you got, he's got the damn the best, I think the best running back in the SEC right now. You got a you got a quarterback that's that's had some ups and downs, but when he's when he's humming, you know he's a dangerous guy. Uh, you know, so the question marks come on the outside, come with that offensive line, but I don't know, man. This is uh, you could sit down, Mike, and, and convince me in thirty minutes that that Auburn can make a run in the West. I really, I, I, I I'm one of those guys that can easily be talked into any any. Yeah, okay, I could see that going, but. Mm-hmm. But then again, you got LSU over there, and just like what 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 version of LSU are we going to get? Are we going to get the tail end of the season? We're going to get a, a slow start. We're going to get a national championship team here. Um, so there's yeah a lot of question marks around these programs, and uh, it's definitely going to be a prime time game. Now here's a sneaky one. I keep talking about it. I've mentioned it several times this off season. Texas A&M at Missouri, October sixteenth, smack dab in the middle of the season, but look at Missouri's schedule leading up to this game, Shane. Central Michigan, easy win. At Kentucky, that'll be tricky, but then you got Southeast Missouri at Boston College. 
Tennessee at home, North Texas at home. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Missouri is 6-0 with them Aggies coming to town in Columbia. I don't even remember. I don't even know if Texas A&M's ever been to Missouri. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden here, we've got the potential of just a monumental matchup here between Texas Mm -hmm. A&M and Missouri. Uh, This could be a sneaky, sneaky uh, big game here in the SEC. It kind of reminds me of that. Mizzou Georgia feel a few years back you know what I'm saying like real potential to come in there having that momentum and not stepping down and making it a ball game and if you remember a few years back I can't remember exact year uh, but you know Mizzou went toe-to-toe even though talent-wise they weren't there Mm -hmm. but when you've got everybody winning and and buying in it's like you play at a different level you know so uh, they can convince themselves easily that they can compete with Texas A&M. Now, obviously, I think A&M's got a better roster, but, you know, that's why they say any given Saturday because that's that's exactly what this is about. And this is, again, Texas A&M got a few on those on the, on the schedule that, you know, it, it's like you, yeah, I could pencil Texas A&M, but can you see an upset here? So this is what you talk about when you talk about timing and scheduling and how important that is. And the Yankees also got a. Alabama the week before so man this this could be a a tricky one for them all right speaking of tricky we didn't get to see this matchup last year unfortunately it got canceled Ole Miss at Texas A&M it's late in the season November 13th but hell if uh, both these teams are still alive for the uh, SEC West title uh, man this is this is a matchup I'm dying to see maybe in part I put it so high just because we didn't get it last year but I'm ready to see this uh, Ole Miss offense versus Texas A&M's defense. How do you like that matchup? <laughs> Exciting. Um, I, I think Jimbo's going to have to do a little bit more aggressive play calling in that game because <laughs> uh, Ole Miss is definitely going to try to put some points up. That's that's a battle of of two Goliaths. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. a, a, an exciting electric offense. You're going to have a a powerful dominant defense. Uh, it's going to be a pretty pretty cool game, and it's just kind of funny. I mean. Uh, are all these Texas A&M games? I'm just. <laughs> are, you, are you? Let me ask you that. Let me ask you a question about the Texas A&M. Is it because this is what their third third one on the list so far? Mm-hmm. Um, do you are you worried about them, or, or are you are you confident that they could win all these games right now that we talked about? It's just you could see one of them being tough or tight or something yeah, or maybe I, even an upset it's kind of interesting because you know i know the aggie fans are feeling great after that nine win season mm-hmm. but all of a sudden as as i was putting this list together there's a lot of games on their schedule where and they're not probably used to this where the other team you know th- it's almost like a make or break game for them yeah so all of a sudden, Texas A&M now is, you know, they're no longer the ones chasing people at the top of the SEC trying to prove and put a, you know, uh, build a name for themselves. They got, they're the right. ones where they, they got, got a target out. on their back. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. It's interesting. I mean, I think the Aggies are in for some dogfights here. And not to say they can't win all these games. They Hell, they, they certainly could. But uh, it. That's something to think about. Maybe something that, that people are not thinking enough about. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point, man. All right, how about this one? I This is a great rivalry here in the SEC. LSU at Ole Miss, October 23rd. Last year, LSU got Matt Corral. There was a bunch of turnovers in this game. It was raining, if I recall. It was sloppy. We got Ed Orgeron versus Lane Kiffin. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm over any, sign me up for LSU, Ole Miss, whoever the damn coaches are, but uh, I, I can't wait for this one. Where's it going to be at? At LSU. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. At Ole Miss. Oh, okay. That makes it even more interesting. Yeah, I think. Uh, and, and and what day? What what was the actual date on this? October twenty third. Ooh, a little later in the season. I'm liking it. You know, this is we've already. Yeah, that's the thing about Lane Kiffin's offense. You you just never really get a hand a handle on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've watched game after game, and it's like, oh, okay, so just constantly getting better. And 
And uh, I, I think we're going to get the – you know, because I, I – say what you want. I think Lane Kiffin has a few teams that he he wants to beat. And, and you know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. know. If, I mean, he never came out and said it. And everybody talks about the Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Yeah, I think that's it. But I'm telling you right now, if you were to ask Lane Kiffin's honest opinion who he wants to win, I'm sure, yes, he, he would love to win every game. But on top of that list, I think, is going to be Nick Saban, and then it's going to be Coach O down in LSU. You know, that's because there was rumors of him going down there. And I'm not saying he's hurt or anything like that about not getting that opportunity, but – you know, he just feels like one of those. So I think you're going to get the best coaching out of Lane during these bigger games like the LSU's and Alabama's because he's competitive, man. He wants to win. Not saying that the other coaches won't, but he's going to pull out all the bags of tricks to to make that game competitive. Mm-hmm. All right, next game on the list, Shane. This one, again, I think uh, flying under the radar. I've mentioned it before, but it comes early in the season. Week two, mm-hmm. Missouri at Kentucky. And the reason I put this one so high, Shane, because I think, you know, I already called out Missouri's schedule early. Uh, you could kind of say the same thing for Kentucky. Here's their early schedule. Louisiana Monroe at home, Missouri at home, Chattanooga at home, and then at South Carolina. So you can see that uh, Kentucky-Missouri, potentially a pivotal game for both these teams to build some momentum early and it, you know, it could be a true toss-up game. Missouri beat the hell out of Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. Of course, that was uh, Kentucky's offense was garbage. So, uh, they, if it's a lot better this year, this is going to be a tough one. And I, you know, I cannot pick between these two at the moment. But uh, I cannot wait for this. They've already announced it's going to be the Saturday night game. Uh, I think SEC Network's expecting a, a big, big matchup here: Missouri at Kentucky, second week. Oh, yeah. You know why I like this one? Because both fan bases think the other ones suck. (laughs) You you talk to somebody from Missouri, they're like, oh, God, that's an easy win. You know, when you're looking at your little list and then you talk to somebody from Kentucky, they're like, God, you know, they should go back to the Big 12, you know. So I I think whoever you're talking, it's just so – this one's one of those good it's it, it's a good gauge of the east and, and you know because there is that little middle level and i'm not saying kentucky and mizzou can't make a, a run against florida and georgia i'm not saying that at all but you know if you are then you can't have this be a close game you really need to blow one of these out of the water so if i see kentucky just kill mizzou then i'm like oh you know kentucky's here they're here to play or if Mizzou takes off, we're like, golly, you know, second season, it's what Eli needed, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm talking about. I think it's a pivotal game, not not just for wins and losses, but I think it's a pivotal game for fan expectations. Yeah, now we're really getting into these big games, Shane. One of, one of the best games every year, maybe the best cross-rivalry in the SEC. Florida at LSU, October 16th. Florida's going to be wanting revenge from the last season. And Mm -hmm. this is uh, one where it seems like whoever wins this game usually sets them up to win their division. Thoughts on Florida at LSU? You know, I probably say this every time, but just get on Winsipedia and look at the the last 10 years that these guys have played. I mean, every game, you can – you can make a just a hype reel alone just on LSU Florida fourth quarters. It is fun. <laughs> it's exciting. You don't know how it's going to end. It doesn't matter what roster they have. Uh, it's going to be tight, and it's going to come down a lot of times to that final possession. This is a huge game. Uh, I, I think back when the, the damn hurricane was coming in and Florida set this up as a damn homecoming, you know, <laughs> a team that you usually do with uh, – you know, Southeast Louisiana. Nope. They set it up for LSU Tigers to come in there. So that's what I love about this. This is a sneaky rival. Uh, doesn't get talked about near enough, but these guys hate each other. All right. Now this one, again, I'm trying to pick some sneaky games here, not just going with the chalk. Kentucky at Georgia, October 16th. And, you know, maybe that's kind of a clue in you into how good I think Kentucky could be this year, but this is, uh, you know, in years past, this has been a, a deciding game in the SEC East, and I certainly think it could be, once again, Kentucky at Georgia, October 16th. Thoughts on that one? Mm. 
Well, is this an is this like top like like order of importance or something, or are you just yep. doing random ten? Okay, yeah. Well, I get what you're saying, but I think you're a little high on this one. Okay. Um, you know, when I when I think about Kentucky, I mean, when you think about the big two in the mm-hmm. East, you got Florida and Georgia, and uh, it, it seems like it's going to come down to those two guys anyway. I see Kentucky knocking off a team like Florida sooner than I would a team like Georgia, just because the way they play football. So, um, but I, I, I will I will say this though, Shane. What complicates this? This is a really good point made by uh, Stephen Lassen. If you missed it, last week was on the show. Florida plays Alabama, of course, so that potentially gives uh, Kentucky, you know, kind of like a game up on them. Mm. And Florida also plays at LSU. I mean, you almost cannot get any tougher playing these West teams. So yeah. there's a opportunity for Kentucky to potentially. What's Kentucky's? What's Kentucky's schedule up to this game? Uh, like three games before it. Oh, it gets it's a little tricky at South Carolina. Uh huh. Florida at home, and LSU at home. So they that's that's. I mean, you hear you hear what you just said. Florida, imagine imagine LSU. the momentum they'd have if they beat those teams. Well, hell, I mean, that's, yeah. Imagine if I was 200 pounds, I'd be a <laughs> hell of a swimmer, you know? <laughs> uh, I hear you. No, I, I know. I know what you're saying. And, 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 and one of these days we'll have an optimistic Kentucky. And, I, and I'm not bashing these boys. Uh, I think Kentucky's got a fantastic program. Uh, but this is a I, this is a tricky little slate of games um, that that makes or break. I mean, Kentucky season is made or broken uh, in three three games. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, all it takes is winning two of them. Right. So I, I think if they can beat Florida and LSU and lose to Georgia, or like you said, I mean, because the, I, I think we're going to have a couple of multiple losses teams this year, and. Maybe that's what Kentucky needs is just to beat the right team on the right day. And is it Georgia? Maybe. Um, I, I like the weapons. on. T- I, what I want to see with Kentucky first, Mike, to be honest with you, is the offense. I want to see if that offense has made the improvements I think it's going to make, then I'm going to be higher on them because I think they've got the talent. Uh, but I just got to see it. I got to see it in motion right now, and I'm just not willing to do that June 1st. All right, now we're in the top five, Shane. This is one of the best games every year in the SEC. LSU at Alabama, November 6th. Of course, the team that wins this has gone on to win the national championship the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battle of the juggernauts here. LSU-Alabama, I mean, that's that's kind of an easy selection, don't you think? Dude, not not a doubt in my mind. This one of the most exciting games I've ever seen was was that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was two different teams, but say what you want, the 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 environment, the energy was there. This place will be freaking packed. Um, I don't know if the president's going to be down there for this one, <laughs> but uh, I just the energy will be, and uh, it, and that's one of those games that it, it just any it could be it could go either way. So. Uh, that one, I'm, man, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that game. All right, number four, Alabama at Florida. So I keep hyping up this game, Shane, and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not so much that I think Florida's just going to come in here and shock the world necessarily, but I think it could happen. And the reason I like it so high is because while we're all sitting here, and, and today's news certainly helps the narrative that Georgia's just going to run away with the SEC East and and potentially march to the college football playoff. That entire narrative is completely blown up if Florida yeah. finds a way to beat Nick Saban. Imagine Dan Mullen beating uh, Nick Nick Saban before old Kirby. I mean, that he oh, may he may God. they may never uh, you know outlive that one. You know what? <laughs> they may go down there and pay him eight million dollars and come up there and coach him bulldogs. <laughs> Oh man, that would be absolutely monumental, and it's going to happen. I, I, I Saban, I, I love what he's created down there, but you know, every year I keep saying this is it. This is the last season. I know. I thought last year because it was a perfect season for him. I was like, and then the COVID scare. I thought you know his wife would convince him to stay at home, but no. <laughs> 
You know, he even got it twice, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it didn't happen. I thought the perfect storm was last year, and it just didn't happen. So I'm over it, Mike. I, I mean, I've been over it, but I am officially over. I'm over the just the run. College football is better when other programs are competing. I, 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 I And Alabama was just so damn dominant last year, it wasn't even fun to watch. When you can, when you got teams like LSU Alabama two years ago, when you can look at our – here's the thing. Texas A&M, probably one of the best rosters in the SEC. But you can – we find ourselves going down this, this game, this slate of games, and we're like, well, well, maybe, you know, this one here, maybe. And then we get to Alabama, and it's like, well, hell, it's going to take a perfect game from LSU or Florida. And, you know, it's like <laughs> – I don't why why is it going to do that? It's going to take one of these teams just to step up and and play ball that, that you know Saban's just not ready for. And I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, if there is a coach, if there is a team that can do it next year, it is the Florida Gators, man. You just paid the guy. You've got talent on that roster. Um, just make it compete. We want to see competitive football, and I think the Florida Gators can do that, man. All right, number three on the list, Shane. This maybe would be a little bit higher, but it's so late in the season. Texas A&M at LSU in the season finale. I know everybody's ready to pencil Alabama in. We just heard your spiel there. But Texas A&M, LSU, I am not ready to say that uh, Alabama is better than either one of these teams. So Mm-mm. this could be – and it'd be kind of magical. The SEC's kind of – I think they've been waiting for this to – you know, these have been some good games, but I think they've been waiting for this to this one to decide the SEC West, and it may do it this year. So thoughts on on that matchup, A&M at LSU. Mike, I think this should have been number one because if I were deciding – I'm telling you, man, I'm going down the ledge. You call it a hot take. You can call mm-hmm. it a dumb move. You call it whatever you want. But I think the West will be decided during this game right here. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I, I'm just – I'm willing to even put money on it that LSU, Texas A&M, whoever wins this game is is winning the SEC championship. Remember, he's at big orange ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I shouldn't have said winning the SEC champion. I'm sorry, winning the so SEC the West. West. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I still think Georgia's, I mean, like I said, Parmesan cheese, baby. They, they should be loaded up. They should. This should be their year. But uh, as far as the West, I think it's decided during this game. And speaking of the the Bulldogs, had to go there. Number two, Florida versus Georgia in Jacksonville. That's a no brainer. That uh, is very likely to decide the SEC East. So that means the number one game. Sorry to do it, Shane. Once again, them Aggies, Alabama at Texas A and M, October 9th. So it sounds like you'd have this down a couple notches, but still, that's this is going to be one that, uh, you know, maybe it's going to decide one of these teams' fates, I think, whether they're still alive for the SEC. Well, yeah, not I wouldn't say notches, but maybe a 1A, 1B situation. I I really I just think Alabama takes naturally takes a step back this year. And if you look at years past when everybody predicts Alabama to win and it seems like the you know they up and down. It's like a seesaw. Not mm-hmm. that they're going to have a bad team. It's just they're going to drop something along the way. And I think it could be a, a game like the Texas A&M uh, or a game like the LSU or hell even both. And then you you find yourselves them still being a good team and even talked about getting into a college football playoff because it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. But um, yeah, I, I so when I say one A one B, not that this isn't going to and even. Even right now, Mike, we all know that Alabama is going to be favored. Texas A&M winning this game is going to be considered an upset, and it shouldn't because A&M's got the talent. It's just like you said, the the premise of this list is to it, it kind of decides who makes it to the SEC champion. So, so yeah, it, it's definitely going to involve either you know three or four teams on both sides of the of the division. All right, buddy. Well, hey, that's all I got on this one. I'm just, I'm just so happy you're here, sitting here on June one. We can discuss these <laughs> matchups and and just be a lot about all these games and. Mm-hmm. Man, but I, absolutely, that's all I got. <laughs> I think I already said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you nailed it, man. How much you drinking over there? You're just already thinking about vacation, aren't you? <laughs> oh wait, hey Mike, Mike, you there? Yes, sir. Eric Eric Gilbert just 
hit the portal again. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You got me, man. You got me. Oh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. I think this is it. I think this is the one. So, <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see what new car he got. <laughs> uh, wait, I, well, I can't think of a better way to go out than that. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, well, let me wrap it up here, Mike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Appreciate all you guys taking your time to, to hang out with us today. If you made it this far, those ratings reviews really do help us out. Like I said earlier, five-star ratings. Uh, just take a screenshot, a little screenshot of it, and then just email it to that SEC podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you put your address. You'd be amazed how many people send the email with the screenshot and no address. So we, we'll definitely need that and what koozie you'd like to have. We'll send it to you. It's the least we could do for taking your time. To, to support the show. Uh, we do got some shirts. We got other stuff too, Mike. What's what's the name of that website? How do you get to it? Yeah, so in the show notes there, we've got a Public link to, we got t-shirts for all 14 SEC teams as well. So that's another great way to support the podcast. Get your shirts. Yeah, you know, order them now before the season arrives so you'll have something to wear to the games. But uh, mm-hmm. we got you covered all angles, and uh, we really do appreciate each and every one of you that uh, leaves us a review and orders the shirt and everything because, uh, uh, you know, that, that really goes a long way. And, and don't forget the call-in, man. That's been one of my favorite things we've had here in the off season. The phone number is easy to remember. It is 615-800-LOVE. That's L-O-V-E. That's eight or six one five eight hundred l o v e and uh you're gonna get prompted by a lady it sounds like she's in england uh, we just haven't again we haven't we're not that smart yet so we haven't figured out how to tweak that that is us you get, you get the queen answers the phone then just give us your question we'll be sure to include it because i've liked it mike we've been doing it till end of the week mm-hmm. with their reviews and stuff you got a question about your team you got a question about uh, just anything, us in general or anything like that, you know, we'd be, we'd love to have it on the air. So again, that number 615-800-LOVE. Yeah. And I just can't wait for the season with the, I really, really want to see some predictions on there. I want to see some <laughs> yeah. reactions to wins or losses. That's, you know, oh th- God, that's going to be, so be the best part right there. I'm telling you, after we upset somebody, just anybody, I guess, I mean, Mike doesn't even have his top 10 in his, <laughs> games that count are worth a shit so if we win any game maybe i should call this channel and say mike was an idiot and he should have us up the list a little bit further we're gonna smoke bowling green baby (laughs) oh man well that's it that's all i got i gotta get off here mike uh gotta do a little walking like i said we're getting ready for our video here in about 95 days so we'll we get a little bit closer to the tail end of, of this countdown. We'll, we're going to start giving you some uh, some other. Now's a good time to go ahead and get on our YouTube channel, subscribe there, because uh, obviously we're going to be putting the videos up there and other platforms. Uh, but we're just going to get ready and uh, thinking of some creative ways, some creative things to do here uh, during the football season. You know, we'd like to make some rounds, maybe even hit one or two of these games this year, Mike. Yeah, well, uh, I appreciate you, Shane. Always, as always, jumping on the line here, Spielman, and I really appreciate you closing us out after I got tongue-tied there. So uh, that's going to do it, brother. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you all the next one. All right. See you guys. Go ball.